Hello, and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 77, which we are recording on Tuesday, December 9th, 2014. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And today there may be a little different sound quality. I somehow managed to forget to bring the microphone when I arrived to Charlene's house to record today. My face is turning red just because who forgets their microphone? (laughs) So we're using the inline microphone on my computer and fingers crossed that it sounds good. Yeah. And before we get started, I did want to make two comments. One, people had quite a few technical difficulties with the last episode, and we never did diagnose exactly what happened, but we are working on it. And second, last episode, I also said Malabrigo Rios is not a superwash yarn, which is not true. I knew that it actually was superwash, but I didn't finish my thought as we were discussing it last episode. Someone had emailed me and said that, Rios is not superwash and she didn't recommend it for a sweater. Well, it is superwash. The main reason I didn't choose to use it for my dad's sweater is because I don't think it would wear well for his type of usage. So he'll wear it pretty hard, you know, a lot of friction and tension and things like that. And I think it would pill pretty badly for him. So it is superwash yarn. A lot of people really enjoy it. I don't think it's the right choice for my dad's sweater. Yeah, I just wanted I, to clarify that. I wrote in one of the threads that it's one of my favorite yarns to knit with, actually. But you're I a gentle female. Well, not. and that's it's one of my favorite yarns to knit with. I, I could understand that it is less durable, probably, than other yarns. I shouldn't say durable. Less yeah, it's not a durability. Yeah, it's more, <laughs> It's I think of it as a soft yarn. So it's soft, which mm-hmm. does kind of intuitively mean it's going to pill somewhat yes so that's why I didn't choose Rios for his sweater and we'll have more on that later (laughs) so what are you wearing Charlene I am wearing my wonderful Magnolia cardigan it's so pretty I love this sweater Magnolia cardigan is pattern written by Hohilo Catelli I was working on this sweater for several months, so I had better wear it. (laughs) (laughs) Better wear it and wear it a lot, which is fine and easy to do because I do love it. I knit mine in Madeline Tosh Merino Light in the Curiosity colorway, which is a dark lavender with a little gray thrown in, I think. It's kind of pearly looking because of the gray. that's a good way. To describe it. I love it. Love this color. It's really pretty. This color, or this dye lot, I should say, is more purple than some I've seen. I've seen much lighter versions of Curiosity. I've seen grayer versions of Curiosity. So I think, as I mentioned last time, when I saw this dye lot of Curiosity, I knew I had to grab it because it's very close, even to the logwood color. It's To me, it says understated purple. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. It's like a calming purple as opposed to vivid. Yes. Your vivid sweater yes. was very like, ooh, baby. Yes, that's And this true. one is definitely <laughs> almost relaxing to look yes, at. Yes, that's very true. So the Magnolia cardigan is a slightly oversized button front cardigan with a big V on the neck. It is, it is meant to be fairly oversized to wear with skinny jeans or leggings that kind of thing and i'm very happy with the way it came out i keep saying that (laughs) you've done well thank you very much and i also wanted to mention again that a couple weeks into it i am still really happy with the crochet edging the alternative edging that i used instead of the traditional knit on ribbed edging that is called for in the pattern i decided to try a crochet edging after all of our talk about the possibilities of crochet edging i figured i'd better give it a try myself and i absolutely love it i think it's prettier than a knit on treatment i actually like yours better than i like mine oh really i do i think it's really pretty i like the texture of it It, i it just doesn't look like your typical ribbed which to me says it's going to stretch somewhat Hmm. it looks more sturdy or looks sturdier, and it just, I like the texture in it a lot. Yeah. It's also a nice contrast to the stockinette. Yeah, and it, it somewhat blends in, too, which was the reason why I kept it simple. It just, it you can tell that it's a little bit different, but it's not so different 
in appearance as a ribbing would be. Yeah. So it, despite the texture, that's true. And Magnolia has garter stitch on the top of the shoulders, and mm -hmm. the crocheted edging looks really good, both with the stock yeah. in it and with the garter stitch. Yeah. I'm, it's really pretty. I think the only thing that I might try, or I might try on another sweater, I should say, if I had if I knit another sweater, I might try doubling the yarn to see how that turned out, if it made it a little more sturdy. I don't think it needs to be sturdy because my buttons are very, very tiny, but it's just something because I did it on another fingering white sweater that I did, the Isolde Teague sweater. Like, we, like uh, we doubled the yarn for that edging. After I did this, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if I should have doubled it. But it seems fine for this sweater. So. Well, the other thing is that the treatment on Magnolia is very thin. It's very narrow. Mm -hmm. Whereas most button bands are thicker, I think. So I'd be interested to see how the crochet looked in a wider button band. Too. True. Yeah, if it then were you might wider, want to double it then, if it was wider. Then you might for want sure. to double it, yeah. or you might even try a more fancy finish. Some kind of a fancier stitch or a fancy edging. Mm hmm. But, I like it, though. I can't wait to try it. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. Fantastic. So how about you? Would you like to tell us what you are wearing? I'm wearing a new F.O. I finally finished my Ease sweater, which is a pattern by Alicia Plummer. And I used Western Sky Knits Willow Worsted, which is a merino cashmere nylon blend. And the color I used is called Go Go Girl. And I love this sweater. It makes me so happy. I weaved in the ends this weekend and I instantly threw it into the washing machine on the delicate cycle, then put it into the dryer on extra low and it was done. It looks beautiful. It fits exactly how I wanted it to. So it's very oversized, but still has shaping and the shaping ended up being in the right places even <laughs> after I washed it, which is a remarkable. And the sleeves are several inches too long. But I was telling Charlene that I actually like them that way. I have them folded back so that the ribbing is completely folded back against the stockinette. And even folded back like that, the sleeves reach to the knuckles of my fingers. So that double layer of fabric keeps my hands really, really warm. So I really like it. You mean you didn't knit them that long on purpose? No, it wasn't on purpose. Well, oh, see, I, I assumed it was on purpose. <laughs> well, I followed the pattern. The pattern, if you look at the, the pattern pictures, the model is wearing her sleeves similar to how I have mine now. Mm -hmm. They're very long. And as I was knitting, I think on the last episode, I mentioned that I knit the sleeves, the first sleeve twice. Well, then I ended up knitting it two and a half times. Because if you knit this pattern before warned, the sleeves are very, very wide. And I didn't want my sleeves to be that wide, so I modified the decreases on the sleeves. I did them more frequently. And I just went with it with the length. I thought, okay, you know, I've been knitting the sleeves this many times. Well, if I don't like the length, I can just rip them back instead of if I don't like the length, I have to do sweater surgery and make right. them longer. Sleeves are easy to fix. Yes, but I do have to say that when I tried it on, when the first sleeve was finished, they didn't seem that long. And then when I tried it on when both sleeves were finished, I could tell they were longer than I had planned. So, you know, it was by accident, but a happy accident. Yeah. And other modifications that I made, I did not knit it as long as the pattern because I'm preferring things to be more high hip. It's not high hip. I did go a little longer than that. But I also did not, in the pattern, she has you decrease when your stocking it is done and you're going to start the ribbing. She has you decrease stitches and drop several needle sizes. And then if you look on the pattern page, that sweater on the model pulls in at her hips. So it leaves it kind mm -hmm. of hanging over the, the ribbing a little bit. And I didn't want that look. I wanted mm -hmm. it to completely hang down so that the ribbing didn't pull in at all. Right. So I did not change needle sizes. I did do the decreases, but I didn't change needle sizes. And I'm really happy that I didn't because it fits perfectly just how I wanted it to fit, which... I'm so pleased that, you know, I, I had knit all the way past the sleeve separation, didn't like the fit, so I ripped it all the way back out and started it again. And you ended up 
going for a smaller size. I did. Right? I yeah. dropped a needle size and I dropped a size in the sweater. Oh, wow. And it does, the sweater does state that you're knitting X number of inches of positive ease. So I knew that going in, but I still didn't like the fit personally, thus restarting it. And then the sleeves, knitting those as many times as I did. I'm really, really happy that I took the time to do that because yeah. I just love how it fits. Yeah. It was so worth the ripping out. So <laughs> I know a lot of us, if you're like me, Charlene's very zen about ripping out. Oh, it doesn't work. I don't like it this way. I'm going to rip it out. And I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> but I'm getting more and more accepting of that because... Because like you end you up said, with garments you like. Exactly. Yeah. That, And I know, okay, this sweater is just a sweatshirt. It is, if you ever had one of those big sweatshirts in high school or college that you lived in and you wore it until it was threadbare because it was so comfortable and you couldn't stand the idea of parting with it, this is like the stylish upgrade of that. It's so comfortable. The yarn is so heavenly and soft that this is something I know I will pull on yeah. all the time. I don't think it's just... High school or college? <laughs> I don't think I've had one since college. And I had this similar pair of sweatpants that, you know, it yeah, was heavenly to yeah. put them on every time. Yeah. So I highly recommend the pattern. Again, it's Ease by Alicia Plummer. And there are still several people who are knitting Ease in the Ease Along group in our threads. So yes. if you are still knitting it, give us some updates. I know that Krista from Pigeon Roof Studios is making some good progress on hers. It's in a beautiful green. And there are several others that are looking really pretty. Yay. So what have you been stocking lately? I've been stocking a few things. One of them is another pattern by, I realized, starting off the podcast with two patterns by Hohi Locatelli. <laughs> it is called Seacoast. And this pattern was released earlier this year, back in April. I'm looking at it. And I think probably for more people maybe it's a spring sweater because it's not it doesn't have a high neck it's got a very wide open neck for me that will work for our climate because it's knit in a, a thicker yarn a larger gauge yarn I should say and I'm thinking that with the open neck it'll help keep me cooler if I want to wear it as an indoor sweater kind of thing ventilation um, yeah yeah, we'll see. I don't, I'm not sure. But this this sweater is a circular yoked pullover. Like I said, knit in worsted weight. The yoke is ribbed. It's long-sleeved. And it was originally knit in the Brooklyn Tweed Shelter. And I'm considering a different yarn. I haven't swatched yet. I'm considering the Malabrigo Rostita. Ooh, I still want to see that. Yeah, it it may or may not work. I I may have to fudge the numbers a little bit, but we'll see. It's a really soft yarn. I'm thinking maybe too soft to make the yarn appropriate for a cardigan for me. But I think maybe for this casual pullover, it would work. I've heard this that the shelter really nice. is a really soft... I don't know if I want to say soft. It's not necessarily soft, but isn't it like a single-ply worsted that... Instead of soft, it's I, I want to say it's not like tightly plied. It's not. It's it's plied. Robust. The pattern page on Ravelry says it is a ten ply, but I know what you mean because I've read the comments about it. So many people say that the shelter breaks very easily. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure. Perhaps it's. Yeah, I don't even want to speculate because yeah, I haven't. I, have not used I haven't it. worked with it. Yeah. So for whatever reason, people say that the yarn breaks very very easily so my only thought is that it must be very lofty to work with which is somewhat similar to the Rostita I think I like I said I haven't really thought that all the way through yet so it may or may not work but that's what I'm thinking right now <laughs> and it's so, a very very pretty sweater it's a very pretty sweater and the sample on the pattern page on Ravelry is knit in the very neutral, pale, I want to say an oatmeal or a gray color, and it's on worn by a model who has gray and black hair. It's kind of, her hair is not, she's beautiful, not too. two-toned, but oh my goodness, it's it beautiful. just looks beautiful mm -hmm. on her. And I keep looking back on that thinking, 
huh, will the sweater look like that on me? <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know, but it's very attractive. Love the sweater. Wanted to try it since the pattern came out. So that's what I'm thinking. I loved that issue of the Brooklyn Treat. Is that Wool People? Yes, this was from Wool People Volume 7. Thank you for mentioning that. I appreciated the fact that they used that model. So it wasn't just another 20-something-year-old. Mm -hmm. you know, I always was... appreciate that yeah. when I really designers like use real people. real people, I should yeah. say. Yes. And she's definitely on... a model looking. She's very oh, beautiful she and shapely. But, yes. But still, she's not 20-something. Yes. And, you know, the episode of Project Runway where they go and find real people off the streets mm -hmm. of New York is always one of my favorites, too, because there's always some kind of different challenge for the designer to make it to make it work, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> On a real body. On a real body. Mm -hmm. And I love to see that. Love Not that models that. don't have real bodies, but, you know, a more common body. Shape. Yeah. Mo I mean, models, models, are, models are models and, yeah. and real shapes are real shapes. Those, those are definitely two different things. And I guess I should say professional models. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to make it sound like I was being disrespectful towards models right. because I'm exactly. not at all. <laughs> exactly. But that's what they do. So yeah, they, they work look a certain it. way yes. and they, have, they are a certain size. And... So they work at it. Yeah. Just like any of us work at whatever it is that we do. Exactly. So. Okay. So that was Seacoast by Hohi Locatelli. That's the first thing I'm stalking. The second thing I'm stalking is the advent calendar for 2014 that Vera Valamaki has been doing. Today is December 9th, and so far for every day of December, she has released a separate pattern, which floors me because... How the could she work, have a stock like that? The work know, it's amazing. and planning that must have gone into this. Some of the patterns are free. Some of them have been put up for sale. But they're all really just fun to look at. And I haven't every seen today's morning, yet. it's a super cute little cardigan. Oh, that is cute. With rounded edges on the front. It looks like the closures could be That reminds be me of her still light, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said, it looks like the, the closures in the front could be hooks. It's got a wide collar, somewhat, somewhat of a cowl, little cap sleeve. Really nice, but she's had hats, a scarf. Yeah, those PDF downloadable, um, they're download postcards, holiday postcards. So even a PDF postcard pattern. That gorgeous oh, tunic. Yeah, the tunic with cables. Yeah, if you haven't seen her website, that's where all the patterns are featured. You can go through it and see each pattern for each day. It's very, very spectacular. I mean, it is. what it's a fun. Christmas gift to yes. give to knitters. Thank yes. you very much, Vera. It's amazing. Exactly. So I've been having fun just looking through those. I haven't decided if I'm going to make anything yet. My project project list is pretty full right now so if I do make something it probably won't be until after the holidays but I have really enjoyed watching the daily pattern come out I every morning I see her post on Instagram with the daily pattern so that's been really fun so her website is rainknitwear.com but I'm sure you can click on her designer page in Ravelry. That's Vera Volmaki. Yeah, she does have a link to the blog because well. I've yeah. navigated that way before. Yeah. And her photography is stunning too. Yeah. She takes so. really, really great pictures or whoever her photographer is. Yeah. Does. It's just one of those things that I'm always in awe when a designer can release such a large compilation of work like that. And I suppose that it's probably no different than if she had released a book because you would do all the work leading up to a book and then you would release it all at once so she's done all the work and she's just releasing them day by day but that is That's a lot ton of work, of work. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine yeah so I don't know how many days of December I assume she's going to go through the 24th or 25th I think that's what she said in her original post, but I'm yeah. not certain. Yeah, so bravo for that. Yeah, thank you Vera. The third thing I am stalking is something I texted Gail about because these photos were Photos just really caught my eye. 
is called Windbreak, and the designer is Janice Reed. And that pattern just came out recently. I think I found it through the What's Hot yeah, on Ravelry. Very recent. I actually enjoy looking through the What's Hot on Ravelry and seeing what's new. I know there have been recent discussions on Ravelry about possibly changing the algorithms because some it sounds like some designers have been upset by the fact that when a certain designer puts their pattern free for a limited time their patterns oh. shoot up to the top of the list and then nobody else has a chance to get in there personally it doesn't bother me i don't mind that i it gives me a chance to see more things yeah and i'm a frequent browser of the what's hot list and i don't limit it to the first 10 items or the first 20 items i will actually scroll through the pages and look at things i, I, do I really enjoy doing I do that yep. that's a form of recreation for me yeah exactly so, <laughs> it's a so, break from work for yeah me. exactly so i'm very happy with the way that is done and through that recreational browsing i found windbreak one day the photos I mentioned are particularly stunning because the sweater is in hot, hot pink. It looks, even in the photos, it looks like it must have been enhanced to make it really, oh, right. really, well, it helps really that she's standing pop. in the snow yes, background. The, the model is standing in one of the photo shoots. She's standing, like Yale mentioned, a snowy background on a cloudy day. So you see black, white, gray in the background and this bright bright pop of electric pink which is gorgeous and then she has a second sec secondary photo shoot where it's done in a field it's not snowy but the colors in the background are very muted yellows greens browns and you have that pop of the sweater again it's really fun but this the thing that caught my eye aside from the color in the photographs is the huge cowl that is actually meant to be worn as a hood. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like on my Idlewood or our cowl neck vests. I was, yeah, I was yeah. wondering if it was bigger. It might be. Hard to because it might be a little wider. You might be right. It's a funnel neck, but it's a funnel neck times two because it's, it will go up and fit not just around your neck it fits like i said as a hood so it fits around your whole head i'm, I'm gesticulating motioning pulling up a hood <laughs> around my it, head i don't is, know why I she's because gail's sitting here looking at the photo with me but it looks really cozy really warm probably too warm for most uses here but what i would wear it for for me it would be an outerwear sweater it would be in place of a coat basically, because the hood would definitely keep you warm. So I have fantasies about knitting that. I, I don't know if I'll have time or if I'll have time or the need to knit another worsted weight sweater for this season, but this one really caught my eye. I think it's nice. It's called Windbreak by Janice Reed. Now, I compared that to my Idlewood, which is a pattern by Cecily Glauick McDonald. You mentioned that you would wear that as a coat, but because it's a pullover, I wouldn't think I'd wear it as a coat because it would be too, you know, you have to take it on and off over your head. Yeah, maybe. But my Idlewood has cap sleeves, mm -hmm. which makes it, and I knit mine a tunic length, so I can wear it just as a tunic. It's, you know, you want to wear it on a cold day. Right. But if you were to change the sleeves on that, you could wear it as a regular sweater on a cold day with a, t you know, a long sleeve t-shirt or, or mm -hmm. something underneath it. Yeah. Definitely. It's fun to fantasize. Yeah, exactly. And it's a gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous color. Yeah, it is. It really is. And because it's it's also knit in Malabrigo worsted, so that's a loftier sweater than if you were to knit it in like Malabrigo Rios, for example. Yeah. Yeah, the hood would stand up better, mm -hmm. I think, because she knits it very tight. I don't think, I think I would have trouble knitting Malabrigo worsted at the gauge of five stitches to an inch in stockinette. 
Hmm. That would be hard. It might be too warm, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's gorgeous. It is really pretty. So how about you? What are you stocking? Speaking of advent calendars, I got on into a conversation in one of our threads. Monica Sierna and some other people, we were going back and forth because one of our listeners knit the most adorable little stocking ornaments. And the pattern she used was Mini Christmas Stocking Ornaments by Julie Williams. They are fingering the yarn, and they have color work, and they have other cute things about them. And she, I think, turned hers into an advent calendar, which made me respond with, oh my goodness, those are absolutely adorable. And that's something I've thought of many times, but it always has seemed so overwhelming to knit 24 little stockings or Mm -hmm. 24 little ornaments. But if you were to start, for example, the December before your target mm-hmm. Christmas, since a knit-along happening here, you could actually get those done without feeling overwhelmed. Two so, or three a month. Exactly. To do two or three a month would not be overwhelming. Or maybe you just go on a spree and you knit five one month and you mm-hmm. don't knit any the next month yeah. or something. So if there's any interest, besides two or three of us who have already said we're interested in, in doing this, I'm going to make this a thing for 2015. Monica suggested mixing and matching. So you don't just have to do stockings. You can do anything you want. You could make it 24 stockings. You could do stockings and hats. She said suggested pom-poms. There are a lot of different ornament patterns out there on Ravelry, knit and crochet. So if anyone else is interested in knitting along to do this, I want to make it a thing for 2015. So Ooh. I will open a thread and I will put some pattern recommendations for patterns that I've either already knit or have come highly recommended from other people. And if everybody else would do that too, it will give us all a good pool to choose from to knit the the ideal little advent calendar for our kids or family or whoever it might be for. So I'm super excited about that <laughs> idea. Good use for fingering weight scraps. I'm actually also thinking about knitting different sized stockings using different weight yarn scraps because if you think about it like maybe one day you want to do a gift card but another day you want to do just a little piece of chocolate or the next day maybe you put a dollar bill in or I don't know what you know these are all just random ideas but some days you're going to want to put a gift in there that's bigger than other days Mm -hmm. so it might be nice to have some ornaments that can hold a bigger surprise so that's what I'm thinking I will start a thread for that Hopefully by the time this episode goes live, and again, that first pattern was Mini Christmas Stocking Ornaments by Julie Williams. The next thing I've been stocking has been tunics, because as you all know, I tend to knit tunics rather often, and that's because I actually wear them. I was talking about my Idlewood tunic. I wore that, I've worn it twice since I took it out of hibernation for the winter, and I've worn my Aniron tunic, and... Mm. There was one other that I wore the other day, but I love to wear tunics with leggings. Mm. It's so comfortable and it's just very me. So I've been looking at tunics. Oh, that's right. My laneway tunic, the Vera Valimaki pattern from Interpretations last year. It has never been worn yet. It is still sitting in the pile to be taken pictures of for finished objects, Mm -hmm. but that's going to be on next week's wardrobe list or this week. I'll probably wear it to one of our parties this week. So other patterns. There's one in particular that I've been stalking. It's called the Sunburst Shirt Dress. It's by Anna Cohen, and she designed that for the Imperial Stock Ranch Tracy 2 Sport. Yeah, I've (laughs) talked about it before. And my mom actually gave me that pattern as a gift for Mother's Day. Thank you, Mom. And I have the yarn in my stash, and that pattern has been in my queue forever. And I think I'm going to knit it because I know I will wear it often. I mean, I have a light gray yarn. So you could wear that with black, navy blue, or even like charcoal gray leggings with any color boots that you might happen to have. It would be very versatile. And then all of my different cowls and scarves that are multicolored mm-hmm. would work well with it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that has been holding me back on knitting this, it is a dress and it has a very pretty lace pattern, but it has a very interesting neck. It's high in the front and low in the back. and I don't like how high it is in the front, so I'm going to have to really look at the pattern and figure out how I would need to modify it Mm. so that it didn't 
suffocate me in the front. So that is high up on my list of stocking. It won't be in the near future, but you know, in a few months or something that might make it onto the list to be knit because it's really pretty, has little cap sleeves. It has a fun texture at the bottom. It's just really pretty. And I know I'd wear it a lot. So maybe you can take the directions for the back and switch them them with the front. I thought about that, but then that would present its own issues because it might be too low cut. Yeah. So like I said, I have to look at the pattern. There is probably an easy ish way to modify it. So I just have to do it and I haven't done it yet. So sunburst shirt dress by Anna Cohen. And I'm still stocking for my dad's sweater. The saga continues. Oh, tell me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I'm using the Plymouth Merino Superwash Worsted, which I really like. I've swatched it on US 7s and on US 6. I threw the US 7 swatch in the washer and in the dryer, and it worked perfectly. I have not yet washed my swatch on US 6. Now, the issue is... My dad goes in for shoulder surgery tomorrow. Hmm. I don't think he has taken his measurements for me yet. When he was last over for dinner, I said, I need to take your measurements. And he said, you know, I don't really want to do that. And I said, well, you know what I'd really rather have you do and would be much more effective? Do you have a sweater at home or a Hmm. sweatshirt that you wear a lot that you love? Oh, yes, of course. And I said, will you please measure that for me? And he measures as part of his job for his living. So he's a very precise measurer. So I know that I can trust him. But he said, well, it's dirty. I have to wash it. And then I have to wear it for a couple of days. So it stretches until it's the perfect comfortable level. And then I'll take the measurements. And I said, okay, great. That's perfect. I'm glad that you're thinking that way because I want you to have the right amount of ease so that you wear the sweater. Right. And I don't think he's done that. I don't know if he's gone through the wash it and rewear it stage. And if he's having his surgery, shoulder surgery, (laughs) his shoulder surgery tomorrow, he won't be wearing it for a long time. So I have to call him today and see if he managed to do that for me. So thus the saga continues. It's obviously not going to be done by Christmas, for which I'm very sad, but I'll make it work. He'll have it late. Maybe he'll get a sleeve or two for Christmas. <laughs> he'll get the back for Christmas. I don't know. He knows that I have been actively trying to get this puppy right. on the needle. So it's not as if he thinks that I've just been blowing yeah. him off in any way. Yeah. That's not what's happening. So, And thank you to everybody who has sent me a PM on Ravelry or made another comment in a different thread about yarn for his sweater. I really appreciate all the feedback. There has been a lot of just basic advice about the yarns that I've mentioned. So I really appreciate That's that. great. So what are you knitting? What am I knitting? I am knitting a couple of things. Since last episode, I did indeed cast on a sweater in that neighborhood fiber company worsted white yarn that I have had. Gasp! Gasp and swoon! Oh my gosh, it is such an incredibly beautiful blue. I'm reaching over and pulling it over, so if you hear rustling of things, that is why. Oh, it's so pretty. The color that I have is Palisades, which is a very tonal blue, goes from a middling blue to a dark navy, and Even everything like in hints between. of sapphire in there. Yes, absolutely. Oh, beautiful. And it's so much prettier knit up than it is in this game. Oh, absolutely. Part of it is the stitch pattern. The cardigan that I finally decided to knit is called the Burdock Cardigan. It is a pattern by Maura Kirk, and it was the cover sweater from a book from 2012 called November Knits. And... Let's see, it was also published in Interweave Knits magazine, winter 2012 issue. And it's got a stitch pattern that is, I believe it is the same stitch pattern that was used in the neon sweaters that Gail and I both knit. And it's got, you knit two, you slip a stitch, you knit two, and then you pass the slipped stitch over I if I'm recalling correctly how to do it, I actually haven't worked on it in a couple of days. But it's gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. And I think it really shows off this yarn in a lovely way that perhaps you wouldn't have the same appreciation in stocking it. It's lovely in stocking it. The sweater has a hem 
that's done in stockinette and it's actually pretty lovely that's beautiful in too but... <laughs> i think it's beautiful in both <laughs> but it's just gorgeous so this sweater as i mentioned it's a cardigan open front cardigan it has a folded hem i really like that the look. bottom of the sweater it's pretty on the sleeves and also a folded button bit well what would be the button band folded borders of the sweater and you knit all in stockinette and then you have a turning row and you'll will tack it down on the reverse oh, side oh that's what that slip done. stitch is that's, for yeah that's the turning oh, row it's so pretty turning column i guess i should call it and then you fold it like that oh that's and pretty tucked over which makes the the front bands it'll they'll be nice and thick and heavy and they'll just they won't fold Mm -hmm. They won't flip. Roll. They won't yeah. roll. They'll hang really nicely. They'll be heavy. I love folded hems and sweaters. Too. I really do. I love the weight. I love the feel of them. And I just love how neat they look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they look tailored. Yes, they really do. So that's what I'm working on. It's a bottom-up sweater knit back and forth. So I have not reached the underarms where I would split for the armholes haven't reached that yet is there any shaping in it there's not i didn't think so so it's really easy back and forth but because of the stitch pattern it does tweak my arms a little bit which is why i haven't worked on it for a couple of days i need to take a little break every once in a while from it because it is so addicting i was gonna say just, i'll bet you that sucks you in yeah just yeah. one more row just one more row. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so pretty. That's a yarn I will definitely buy because it's just so pretty. It's, it's in my future. It's really nice to knit with. I, I have been saying that I wanted to knit a worsted weight sweater for several episodes now, and it feels so good to be working with somewhat larger needles mm -hmm. and big yarn. It feels really good, so it's been fun. That's the Burdock Cardigan by Maura Kirk. Second thing I've also cast on, I believe, since the last episode, is a really simple cowl. And when I say simple, I mean simple. It's just stockinette, back and forth, but it has drop stitches. So when I finish the stockinette piece, that's when all the magic happens. There are stitches that are going to be dropped. And that one I am knitting in Knitpick's Lindy Chain in oh. a pattern that I found on the nitpicks well i actually found it on ravelry but it's a pattern that was written specifically for the lindy chain yarn called the alcia cow by hannah mayer it's not a super popular pattern i think yeah there are only 29 projects right now on ravelry but it's so simple it's the it's the project that I have had in my purse for the last couple of weeks because I've been going to a lot of sports events and driving my kids back and forth to their basketball events and I've had a little bit of waiting time here and there. So most of it has been knit either in a gym or in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm almost done with one skein and I think it'll take about one and a half skeins. So that one will be a double wrap cowl. You just knit a long stockinette piece, drop your stitches, and then seam it together. Really Couldn't it be easier? That. Couldn't it be easier? And that's actually a gift for a friend. Not necessarily a Christmas gift, so I don't have a deadline on it. But that's, that's the second thing. Third thing is a boot cuff that I am test knitting for a designer and I've knit one so it's far. really really pretty <laughs> it's really cute <clears throat> boot cuff is just a, a little tube and this one you know it's got stitch patterns in there to make it decorative of course so I have a second one that I need to follow up on mine is knit in dragonfly fibers traveler DK in a gray it's part of the winter woods gradients and this was the skein that i had left over from the blanket i knit it's really pretty yarn. so it's really nice it will be something that i can wear with any of my boots because gray is a lovely neutral any of my boots and 
pretty much any of my jackets as well. So those are the three things I have on the needles. How about you? Little tiny intermission there. Boo came in to say hi and stepped on the keyboard and kind of threw us into a little bit of a loop. But we're back. We thought he paused us. Yeah, I thought it was paused. <laughs> so what am I knitting? On the needles right now, I have another Yowza Way It Shawl, which is a pattern by Susan B. Anderson. I knit it a few weeks ago using the Called For yarn, which is Mrs. Babs Yowza What a Skein, which is a light worsted weight wool. Hello, Boo. And this skein is Mrs. Babs, sorry, Miss Babs, Yummy Two Ply, which is a fingering weight yarn. And I cast this on on Saturday when I was out running Christmas errands with my husband. He does all the driving, so I get to happily knit while we run around doing all the things we have to do. And right before we left the house, I was thinking, oh my goodness, I have to have something on the needles to knit on in the car. And I had asked my husband and my son to help me with the math to translate the pattern from the light worsted to fingering and that basically meant what percentage of yarn should I stop to do the ruffle, should I stop to do the, the bind off. So I'm happily knitting away and the colorway is called Perfectly Reckless and it is amazing. Many skeins that I've seen knit up online had a lot of white in them and there is no white in mine whatsoever. I kind of wanted white in it but this is going to be just delightful. It is mostly jewel tones I would say and it has every color you can imagine in it. It's really, really pretty yarn. And it's just going to be a simple little garter stitch with a ruffle shawl, and I'm really excited. Now I have to tell a quick Lucy story. So Lucy, who is now six months and 50 pounds, she was spayed last week, and she has been remarkably good. She has not tried to lick her stitches a single time. And she does have a cone, so those of you who have had Aww. pets know about the cone. You have to put a cone, which is like a lampshade, around their head so that they can't get to their stitches and lick them. Well, most of the time Lucy doesn't have to wear her cone because someone's home to observe her. But when we're going to leave, the cone goes on. And I got home from my run today. And for the first time ever, Lucy had decided to take things off of our clutter table don't know if you have one of these in your house, but it's where everybody puts all the things. You know, I put my knitting there. I don't leave my knitting on the coffee table anymore because Lucy would get it. So I put my knitting up on the other table. Well, guess what was all over the floor when I got home from my run today? There was my night guard, a pair of earbuds, a couple paperwork things, my knitting bag, and what else did she do? Two boxes of Trader Joe's candy cane green tea. <laughs> So she destroyed one of the boxes of tea. Well, she chewed through the box, but she didn't get to the tea bags, thank oh, goodness, because she would have been sick from that. Yeah. And my knitting, it was ridiculous. She had taken almost everything out of my little knitting bag. So my row counter was on the ground. All these things were scattered on the ground. Oh I had been crocheting a tape measure cover, mm -hmm. and the tape measure was inside the cover. She got the tape measure out of the cover, and she didn't destroy a single stitch on that cover. She didn't chew a single bit of my yarn. She didn't chew anything that was in my knit bag. Just played with it. She just took it out like, oh, look at all these things that mommy uses all the time. And I better not chew on them because I'll get in trouble. So this shawl, the Yowza Wayat shawl, was on the floor earlier today, but she didn't mangle a single stitch. She did destroy the earbuds. They're completely history. She chewed mm. the earbuds clean off of the cords. And my night guard had to be sanded down so that I can wear it again. Oh. Like, I'm not buying another one of these. So Mike fixed it for me with a Dremel, he said. But that was the uh, Lucy drama of the day. It's been, you know, steadily one more door gets closed every time we leave. So first it was my bedroom because she could have access to the yarn. Then it was Max's bedroom because she got all the stuffed animals out. Then it was the bathroom because she was chewing up the toilet <laughs> So when we leave, every single door gets closed. And I don't know. People are saying, why don't you have her in a crate? Or why don't you put her outside? Well, because I just don't want to. So it's just very funny that she picked today of all days. And she had the cone on her head. So she managed to get all these things down and chew them up with the cone still in her head. So that was the, the loose. Oh, and you know what else? We decided not to have her spayed at the pound because we didn't want her to get any kind of dog cold or kennel cough mm -hmm. or anything. We took her to Arbet. She has a cold. Aww. My dog is sneezing and has a runny nose, <laughs> and you can tell she's miserable. It's really sad. Not it, like it's not enough that you're recovering from major surgery. Now you have to have a cold. So I was kind of surprised. I didn't even really know dogs could get a cold like that. Mm. 
It's I crazy. know cats can. Oh, dogs can too. Yeah. And the only other thing on my needles is a project that's in hibernation, but I'm going to take it out of hibernation tonight. My hint of summer sweater, which is by Isabel Kramer, and it's a lace weight striped sweater that is a similar oversized kind of like a boxy type of sweater and i started that many months ago and it just got shoved away and i'm going to take that out and start to finish it so that's what else will be on my needles what have you finished since the last episode well i finished a couple of things let me reach over here pull out these socks Boo's sleeping on the socks. <laughs> <laughs> Talked about these a little bit last episode because I was knitting them. These are basic, plain stockinette socks knit in Dream and Color Everlasting Sock. What Is heel do you use? I just knit a heel flap. Okay. It's a basic heel flap. I don't know if it has any other name than that. <laughs> I've just heard so many heels mentioned recently that I realized I'd never asked you what you use. I, you know, I, for a little while at the beginning of the year, I was knitting the afterthought heels mm -hmm. in socks, and I like those too. But for me, these are really fast. I'm much faster doing these. So, and do they fit you better? I think so. I think they wear better. Okay. But I haven't worn through any of the socks that I knit at the beginning of the year anyway. I would hope not. <laughs> yeah, so that's just conjecture on my part. But I think these are just quicker for me because I've been doing socks this way for so long. So that's the plain and simple reason. <laughs> They're pretty. They are pretty. So the yarn that I'm used, I mentioned, is the Dream and Color Everlasting Sock. The color is Milky Spite, which we laughed at last episode. And I laughed again. It's kind of interesting because I did go to the Dream and Color website, and I can't find this color on their website listed in their color. So I don't know if it was a limited edition color. Maybe all the yarns with those odd names were a special release. I'm not sure. But I have seen this color in other places on the internet, although I did search Ravelry and I couldn't find any projects made out of the Everlasting Sock in the Milky Spike colorway. Yet. Maybe they changed the names. That's possible yeah. too. I don't know. Damp Pillow. Milky Spike. <laughs> So then, yes, so we've established the names aren't attractive, but when I was looking at the Dream and Color website, all the yarns that they had displayed there had very normal names, names that were related to colors. Which yeah. is what you expect from Which Dream is what Color. You, so yeah. I, this obviously is some kind of naming anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> but aside from that, this batch of sock yarn that I have is part of the new base which was released in August of this year. I know previously there had been different comments about the old base but this base according to the Ravelry page for the yarn and the information I found there the difference is that this is a nine ply and it is called a cable ply yarn. I'm not sure technically what it means to be cable plied, but I do know for me, for the user, for the knitter, the twist is very tight. So it's a really tight twist. So it's nice. I think it will be nice for socks. I think these will wear well because of the twist. The only problem, slight problem, that I had was when I was knitting, the yarn was so twisty that it kind of twisted back on itself. Oh, that happens sometimes. to me a lot with yarn. Does it? Yeah. So this one, you know, sometimes it would there would be like a piece that was twisted mm -hmm. around another piece, and then I had to pull it open. It doesn't happen to me a lot with yarn, but I noticed it a lot with this particular yarn. But the twist, I don't know if you remember, years and years ago, I went and I looked through your projects for this yarn because I was trying to remember what yarn it was and it turns out 
It was a Womize 100% Merino superwash fingering that you used years and years ago. Well, for I should say years shawl. and years ago for your mom's shawl called Celtic Hearts Shawl. Mm -hmm. That's what this reminds me of. I did not enjoy knitting with that yarn <laughs> at all. And it, the twist reminds me of it. I didn't knit with that particular yarn, so I can't say anything about that particular yarn. But just if you like that sort of a tight twist, you'll like this yarn. The other thing, oh, let's see. The specs about this yarn, it's 400 yards to 100 grams gain. I think I mentioned that it's 100% merino, super wash. And the coloring, the, the Dream and Color colors are really attractive. Very, very attractive. To me, I don't know how to describe it. It's They always kind of look layered on. Like yeah. There are different different layers. I don't know how else to describe it. But I did look on their website. They call it a veil dyeing technique. I don't know what that means, but I guess it's their way of talking about their unique dyeing process, I guess. Well, it is very pretty. It's really pretty. Very. This particular colorway is very muted, but with lovely colors. Yeah, it is. It is. So that was the first thing that I finished, stocking it socks. The second thing that I finished is a simple honey cowl, which you guys know that I've made several <laughs> of those. And that was the project that I used before I cast on the Alcea cowl. That was, I carried that one around in my purse and worked on it from week to week. I think I might have mentioned it. I was knitting it in the leftover vivid. leftover vivid that I used for the Elizabeth Doherty headland sweater that I finally posted pictures of this week. I should mention that later too. And my thoughts were was that if if I wanted to, I could also then wear the cowl with the sweater if I felt like I needed a little extra warmth. I don't know if I'll do that, but the cow is done. <laughs> Good, and it's going to be beautiful just by itself. Because yeah, of that color. exactly, exactly. Now that it's done, I'm kind of thinking, oh, maybe I will give it away as a gift because it, it came out really nice. The pattern is originally written for, I believe, DK weight yarn or worsted weight. I think it's DK weight yarn, and I just adopted it, used the same stitch pattern that they used in the original pattern. And I think I cast on more stitches to make it work for fingering. So that was the Honey Cow, and it's written by Antonia Shankland for Madeline Tosh. And that's the second thing that I finished. How about you? What have you finished? Well, you already heard about Ease, which I love. The other thing I finished, which turned out to be a more intense project than I thought it would be, was Skiff, the hat oh. by Jared Flood love it oh my goodness gracious it is so warm and fabulous you knit a lot okay there are two versions version a and version b i talked about this last episode i did version b which has the fold over brim so you knit a lot of ribbing to get the folded over look and then you did knit all the cable goodness lots of cable there is no not paying attention in this pattern there's something you have to pay attention to all the time which is why it turned out to be a little more intense than i expected it to you know a hat usually doesn't take me that right. long and i'm not complaining i'm just <laughs> making sure i make everybody aware if you're going to knit it definitely worth the time the yarn that i used is Giliat, which is a 100 percent french merino by the company derurum natura which is a french company and the yarn was a gift from my friend Maggie, who loves it and recommends it very highly. And now I do too. So I actually ran out of yarn. It's a 273 yard skein. Wow. And I ran out of yarn 10 rounds from the end of the hat. Oh my gosh, that's so, a lot of yardage. I for know, a hat. I know. And it doesn't call for that much. So I think that my either I knit more ribbing than I should have, although I thought I'd measured it, but maybe my gauge was maybe off because gauge. I didn't swatch. Yeah. So what I ended up doing is the Fuego hat that I knit that I talked about last episode, which I used Imperial Stock Ranch Aran in teal shadow. I used that yarn for the very top of my hat. You can definitely see it's a different color. 
However, I don't see the top of my hat when I'm wearing my hat, so why do I care? <laughs> I had Josie and one of her friends, we were out for lunch this weekend at the wharf, and I had them wear the hats next to each other, and I took some finished object pictures of oh, each hat separately those. and yes. then together. And so you can see the color is very close. The yarn base is similar, very, very similar. And you can just see the cable richness of the skiff and the beautiful texture in the Fuego hat. Love them both. And it was just a fun photo shoot, too, because the girls were being silly. And we had met up with some friends, some awesome friends who helped us move to France. And I gave Debbie, my friend, the inner piece shawl that I knit. Oh, okay. And she loved it. Yay. She is one of the most knitworthy recipients I know. And this is the third or fourth thing I've given her that I've knit for. I knit her a whole sweater once. And she told me, I just wore my purple sweater the other day. Oh, wow. Yeah, so giving her a shawl that was gray worked with all the other colors in her wardrobe. And she said, I'm already thinking of what outfit I'm going to wear tomorrow <laughs> with my new with my new shawl. That's so, so lovely. It was very, very nice to give someone a knitwear gift yeah. and just have it be so well appreciated. Mm. It was fantastic. So I wanted to share that. And let's see, I also finished my Snowball Buddies, which is the pattern by Susan Claudino. Very quick knits, very fun. I knit a snowman for Josie, and I knit a penguin for Max. I was inspired by Rye Crafty, who is another podcaster, and she duplicate stitched a white penguin face onto her snowball buddy. And I did the same thing for Max's, and they're super, super cute. I use these little tiny buttons that Charlene and I bought once at a Michael's craft store that worked perfectly for eyes. And I used the rainbow white birch fiber arts self-striping yarn that I made my knits with. I used that for the hat of Josie Snowman. And it's so cute. <laughs> so he's a little white snowman with this rainbow hat. It's adorable. Aww. So I highly recommend those patterns. They're really, really fun. And I also finished a hot water bottle cozy. So I ended up doing a hybrid of two patterns. Helen Stewart's Warm Wishes Hottie Cover, which was from her Knitvent 2013 collection and Rachel Heron's Rachel's ISBN Cable Hot Water Pattern, which is free on Ravelry. You've stopped that, I think. I've made it. Oh, you've made it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. We talked about that. So that came out fantastic. I'm really pleased with that. I used Cascade 220 Superwash, threw it in the washer, threw it in the dryer. It's fabulous. I'm really happy with that. It'll be perfect. I ended up not using, obviously, the Malabrigo worsted that I had that I mm -hmm, talked about last mm -hmm. episode because it was a very, very light gray and I didn't want it to get really dirty. Yeah. So I decided to go with the Cascade 220 Superwash and I'm really happy with it. So that's quite a few FOs and happy with all of them. <laughs> I love it when all the FOs are a win, you know, it's just yes, a good feeling. It is. So we do have some prizes to give Yay. away from our last episode. I spent several minutes this morning doing random number generator and pulling names. So I'm going to start with the Ayla Grace shawl, which is the pattern from Jennifer Lassonde. We had 32 entries in that thread, and the knitter was number 12, Kay Connors. Congratulations. And that thread, it was really fun because a lot of people showed the, a lot of people showed the yarn that they would use, and there oh. were a lot of yarn pictures, so that was fantastic. The next one, the Knitvent 2014 collection by Helen Stewart. We had 78 people who entered that. And the winner was number 57, who is Jay Chant, who is Julie, who we actually met at one of the stitches recently. Yes. She's the one who has the painted picture for her avatar, and she looks exactly like her picture. <laughs> and she said that she would knit the Red Robin Shawlette and the Stardust Infinity Scarf, nice. which are both beautiful. The Brenda Castile patterns. She donated thir 13, three patterns. <laughs> we had 47 entries. And the first winner was number 11, who is Rebecca Whip. Congratulations, Rebecca. She's a friend of mine in France. Number 29, who is Blue China Doll. Didn't have your regular name, your regular name, your given name <laughs> posted in Ravelry. And number 24, who is PWAZ518, first name Paula. Congratulations, you guys. Congratulations. And Lady Lollybrock Mitts, which are by... 
our great friend Lori, Laura Ballard, who is Strawberry Frog on Ravelry. There were five of those to give away, and the first one, number 13, is Bluebird Nest, Irene. 17, which is Deb Audrey, who is Deborah. 33 is Jay Goldman, who is Jane. 38, Crazy Knitting Fool, who is Kristen. And 48, Night Owl Knitter, who is Terry. So congratulations, everybody. Yay. It was so much fun to pick so many <laughs> numbers for winners. It was so much fun. So congratulations to everyone. Thank you again to all of our fabulous supporters who donated their patterns and all the things that we have donated to the podcast. We really appreciate them all. And please contact me via Ravelry, and I will get you hooked up with your donatee and get you your patterns. So... That is super fun. Yay. Now, the other thing we wanted to mention before we end the podcast is the self-indulgent knit-along. It's right around the corner. People are already talking about it. They have been the talking about it for saying, Are you going to do it? Uh -huh. Are you going to do it? Of course, of course we're going to do, do it. it. <laughs> How could we not do it? After all the gift knitting and stuff I've been doing, I will probably be working on my dad's sweater simultaneously, but I will, of course, have a January 1st cast on. So... Just like Start previous thinking. years, we will have a kickoff of January 1st. We haven't even discussed an ending date yet, but no. probably like mid-March is what we typically yeah, aim we'll for. We'll have to look and see what season changes or something. Yeah. yeah. So we will announce our ending date, but just the rules are simple. Cast on something that is self-indulgent, whatever that means to you. If it's self-indulgent because you're knitting it for yourself, if it's self-indulgent because you're using yarn that you've been hoarding because it's so special and you really want to knit it or even if you just got it for Christmas and it's special and you want to knit it maybe it's even a gift for someone but it's self-indulgent because it's a pattern you've always wanted to do it's a person you've always wanted to knit for whatever the criteria are we don't care as long as you feel indulged you're playing along yeah there we go <laughs> absolutely it's simple so of course we will have a chatter thread and an fo thread those will start I'll probably start a chatter thread when this episode goes live yeah. so everybody can start planning. Right. FO thread. If I have to start the FO thread before January 2nd, you guys are amazing. <laughs> You're not supposed to start before the 1st. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you could whip out a hat or, or something on the, in one day on New That's Year's Day. True. So thank you so much for listening. Oh, we have one. Oh, Okay, Charlene, take it away. I almost forgot. We, we've been wanting to mention this for a couple episodes, and we keep forgetting. This is hilarious. There is, somewhere on the interwebs, a show called Live Wire Radio. Its subheading is Radio Variety for the New-ish Millennium for the ADD Generation radio variety that's like a chew toy for your brain <laughs> they keep sh the the subheading changes and so i've just read all three of them that flashed in front of me chew it toy changes. for the brain yes i love it it's a comedy show and they did one oh i don't see this was from the summer and if you ever watched what I can think of it similar to is like a David Letterman had this ongoing comedy, it wasn't a skit, comedy game that he played that was sink or float and he would show items and the contestant would have to guess whether the item would sink or float when they threw it in the pool. So it's that kind of thing. It's, it's for fun and the game here is podcast or schmodcast. <laughs> The host asks the guest, who in this case is Todd Glass, who is host of the Todd Glass, Todd Glass Show podcast. And again, this is comedy, so they do it funny. And he reads descriptions of podcasts, and the guest guesses whether it's podcast or schmodcast. Schmodcast being, it doesn't really exist. It doesn't exist, exactly. So on the page that I'll put a link to in our show notes, there are 10 podcasts that he lists, and you have to guess whether they are podcasts or schmodcasts. And the Yarniacs was one of them, which <laughs> Dale and I just were so tickled about. We found that 
just to be so hilarious. We absolutely love it. There is an audio link on the page to the to portion of the actual show where he played this game and guest podcast or schmodcast. You don't have to listen to the whole audio when he mentions the Yarniacs. We're the third podcast. So if you want to hear that, listen, listen, click on the audio, but please be warned that the audio does contain one language. Profanity. Pro, yes, one, pro, one profane element, and that's just on the audio link. So if you are offended by that or if you have younger listeners you probably don't want to click on that with them in the room but if you want to hear something that's kind of funny and it doesn't bother you go ahead and click on that the funny part is that when he when the contestant guesses that are well i'm not going to tell you what happens but when the contestant guesses whether our podcast is a podcast or a schmodcast, there is an audible reaction, reaction. <laughs> from the audience. And so the host says, oh, we have some Yarniacs in the audience. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And as Charlene said, you don't have to listen very far. I don't think yeah. it's even three minutes no, into the audio not. when he mentions us. Yeah. And that's as far as I listened. Yeah. So, but it was very entertaining. It was very entertaining. We were just laughing over that for days. Yes, it so. was. It, <laughs> it did. It provided laughs for yes, several days. Yes, yep. it really did. And then the last thing, I know we're going a little bit over, but I do have a skein of the Dream and Col Color Everlasting that, again, we'll start a thread and give this one away. This one is the Everlasting Nine Ply Sock Super Twist Yarn, is what they call it, and it is in the colorway Damp Pillow. So this was given to us by Dream and Color, so this is for a giveaway. Just be aware that it will not be put into the mail until after the holidays. <laughs> right, so we will do the drawing for it our next episode. I'll start the thread for this episode, obviously, so there will be approximately 10 days to enter that mm -hmm. drawing. Mm -hmm. And then Charlene will mail it after the, after holiday, the holiday rush holidays. has ended at the post office. So there will be yes. a slight delay in mailing. Yes. Well worth the wait, though. And I will be knitting my Dream and Color Everlasting. I have the DK weight base. So, so we'll I hear will... about that soon. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you very much. Are we a podcast or are we a show? <laughs> I hope that you're surviving the holiday stress and getting some Zen knitting, as Helen Stewart would say. I've been listening to yes. her. And it's very, talk about a calming voice. <laughs> Everybody finds something that's calming. Oh, and if you haven't tried it, Trader Joe's Candy Cane Green Tea. It's decaffeinated. It's awesome. It is. I it's like really it delicious and it's very calming. So like give too. it a try. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, everyone. Happy knitting. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.